Welcome to the Design Alchemy podcast, where we look behind the veil of the design industry. I'm Billy. And I'm Dimi, and we will be discussing and deconstructing the great work of visual communication and symbolism, and how they affect our culture. So, welcome everyone. Um, it's been a while. Uh, it's very nice to, to return to the decks of the Design Alchemy podcast. I'm here with Billy. Hello, Billy. Hi, Demi and everyone. Uh, long-time listeners. Maybe you're new. Maybe you've been with us for a while. Anyway, you are most welcome. And uh, yeah, we're going to have some really interesting topics and discussions with you here today. So, very, very glad to be back on the on the deck of this i don't know um this weird amazing uh design cruiser going into the to go into going into the i don't know the west or where we're going we don't know we'll see Ah, yeah well it's it's um it's good that we're finally taking a harder poke at one of the um challenges i i have been seeing uh lately uh, which is uh, the rise of uh, facebook in general and now called meta so today we are going to be talking about the metaverse the metaverse with a capital m and the metaverse with a lowercase m and how these are connected and um how we feel about it and what design is expected to to look like in there uh Indeed. for a while so um, uh let's let's get to it so do you want to to give us a short introduction on what the metaverse is yeah sure i mean what the hell is the metaverse i mean sure you've maybe you know whoever you are out there listening i mean you heard about it in the you know in the lunchroom in the queue or on the internet or wherever you might be you probably heard of it and i mean there are there are many players in this game or many but so far i mean it's basically microsoft apple and meta then that are kind of the, the then there are independent platforms as well we don't have to get into that then and, uh, and sony sony is into the VR. Sony, right yes yes and then there's this um yeah i forget I don't have the names of them right now, but they're small, kind of more independent platforms. But but essentially, I mean, the, the word, I, when I did some research here, the word metaverse was actually coined in 1992 by Neil Stevenson, wrote a sci-fi book called Snow Crash about what a successor to the internet might look like. And uh, kind of essentially predicted that, digital, that the digital world would kind of merge into this adjacent uh, copy or, or universe metaverse of, of the real world. And then, I mean, even before then, sci-fi writers have been, you know, kind of poking at the subject for over 30 years and, and then describing kind of funny, one of my favorite expressions is, is that, uh, you know, when you've been in the metaverse and you come back, you come back to the meat space. And I think there's something about the, the word meat space that is really, uh, yeah, because people, some, be some words, cyberspace as well, like, uh, right. Is, yes. Uh, how we imagined the cyberspace in back in the, in the 90s. Indeed, indeed. So, so you're serious to round off what it is. I mean, so, so it's essentially it's a kind of an, an, an umbrella term. But but what, what you typically, well, but maybe the, the easiest topic to talk about is at least you know as it is within Meta and the new what is it MetaQuest 2.0 headset. I mean, so so just just to just to you know what is it differentiate the subject. You have you have virtual reality and you have augmented reality. And the difference is that augmented reality you use your device, so your your phone or your um, kind of yeah, your your phone or your tablet essentially as a kind of what do you say 
as a as a frame, um, as a frame. Screen. As a frame, yes, good, good word. As a frame, and and through the frame, you see, you see the the the, the augmented world. So, uh, Kinder eggs, for example, you know, the, the Kinder egg. When when I was small, when I was little, you just got a little figure. Today, mm-hmm. you get a figure and a QR code, and it launches you into kind of you know a digital space where where this toy also does things. You can interact with it. So so it's so that's augmented reality. Virtual reality is when you have a headset that completely covers your 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 eyes and 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 you're completely immersed in yes, in the in, in this other, your other realm. Yes. So that's that, and and so in in you know Meta recently you know with the rebrand and everything they're they're taking a huge push uh, in 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 this in this direction with with the launch of what is it Horizon Workspace Horizon gigs or and, and horizon something else which is like their, their social media uh, mm-hmm. kind of equivalent and and the one that's got a lot of flack or or, or is it particularly the, the horizon workspace where, where you're, you're this avatar and you're sitting around together at this uh, uh, meeting table and um yeah i mean so you're, okay you're, just to conclude my opening piece here I, I think i have two problems with uh, with what, what the metaverse is and it part one is what it is today uh, and part two is what it can be down the line, and I have problems with both of them. Uh, okay. so, so, so what it is today, I think, it's a kind of a lackluster experience with outdated graphics, a clunky, heavy headset that gives you kind of. I've tried one, an, an older version of the Quest. You you get red marks, and it's really heavy and very, very uncomfortable. Um, and and it's kind of these forced interactions that no one asked for. Like, yeah, you can be an avatar in a workspace. Like, who who asked for this? It, it's a bit like you know. I did. Uh, you did. You did. I'll, 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 I'll talk about this uh, yeah, yeah. in not not a positive way, but it's just um, anyway. I'll, I digress. Uh, carry on, and I'll just yeah, uh, yeah. So, 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 so that that is my, my take. What it is today, I, I think it's a bit like uh, the tech is there for the for the sake of of being there. It's it's and and what and what is there is it's kind of lackluster graphics and and it's um, you know it's not it's not uh, yeah what do you say super immersive to 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 my to my i do and, and but just to just to um i haven't tried actually what, uh, what do you say horizon work, workspace or when you know, any of those i've tried maybe the older gen games but that's also what i read from other people who reviewed it and it's a, it's a bit like wow it's it's not it's not there yet the graphics so so then then the the, the number two is like that, that's what it is today so what can it be down the line so then when we eventually get the graphics the tech and the headset maybe it's just a couple just you know glasses that I'm wearing today, then we're basically back in, in a Black Mirror episode and, and mm. we're all we're all fucked. That's that's <laughs> so, so that's kind of my my two 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 cents going into this. Well what do you think? Uh well I first first of all like I think uh it's I have some better language to distinguish the metaverse from virtual reality. Like the metaverse is uh, a protocol that virtual reality spaces can uh, work uh, together. So mm. it's, it's it's more than a single place. It's a collection of places that you can right. go in virtual reality. That's the thing. So uh, Facebook supposedly is going to be open to essentially doors so that you can leave your Google approved uh, virtual reality space mm. and uh, join your Facebook approved virtual reality space. And again, I, I have problems with these as well. Uh, I want to I want to 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 go straight to the um, to the uh, who asked for um, uh, mm. for a digital like virtual uh, work workplace. Well, the, it, it is something sad, but our generation is so strapped for cash 
that mm. um, having a dedicated workspace um, like an office is uh, it's so far ahead from our grasp. And I think soon we will be in a situation where actual nice living conditions in the meat space uh, it's going to be so challenging that it would be very nice to have a, a virtual office with you know three screens and um you know a dedicated whiteboard and um you know uh, all, all of these things where essentially people a couple of generations before us had as a given and um or even uh, one generation before us uh, mm-hmm. as as a given uh, but for us it's still we're still in our mom's basement but now mm-hmm. we have an office and we, we, we're essentially running our businesses from our mom's basements um figuratively and sometimes literally so it's still it's still a world that tries to feed us things into these basements rather than mm. um, getting us out of there in, in a sense, which is terrifying. I, I see the need, but it's terrifying. Right. I mean, it was, okay, let me, because that's an interesting point. I think if you just look at you and me, we have had very different careers within, within mm-hmm. design. I've always worked in corporations. I've always worked in, you know, medium to large companies. Uh, that's just how I am. I'm freelanced on the side whilst you very much has, you know, uh, pursued a, a freelance career. So, so I think, so I think that's interesting. So, because the majority of my friends, besides you, uh, have worked in offices and ugly, boring offices. To, to, to so there hasn't been a what do you say a lack of offices. But that's my what do you say anecdotal subjective. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the, there hasn't been a lack of office, but the offices have been lacking. If you yeah. if you yeah. get that, so, so that's the kind of the corporate cubicle uh, problem, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or the other way. I mean, so, so now I have, I have, we have this really nice new office where, where, where I work and, and, you know, tech. So I, I work in tech for those who don't know as a designer and uh, the, the, the kind of, what do you say? The dilemma, the, the dilemma, but uh, what do you say? The pros, the, the, the two sides of the coin is that they provide you these really nice offices, with really nice amenities, uh, you know, not because they they love you, but because mm. they want you to stay longer and work more. That's, you know, you know, in, in a nutshell, kind of what it is, you know, the, 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 it's, it's not because they're, you know, you know, saints or anything. It's because they want to, they want to keep you there and work and pr- pr- perform better. And, you know, that's, you know, it's a, it's a you give and you take some. So, so uh, yeah, interesting that you would say that the, the whole generation is kind of strapped for for what do you say offices because that's that's very much not my perception but but uh, yeah interesting that we such a such a different and there was something else i wanted to say that i that i that i got got lost in now but um yeah 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 okay so so interesting how it would impact freelance designers versus cor- designers in corporations because so the problem in corporations has been that we already know, uh, at least within the the, the corp, cor- corporate system and design teams within corporations, that it's very hard to kind of it's hard to onboard people. It's hard to get kind of build sense of belonging. You know, in 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 this kind of that would just you know what do you say sort itself out at the pub or in at the you know an after work or whatever. All these things tend, tend to kind of get lost in in the current adoption with with video meetings and Slack communication and all that stuff. So design teams, to my knowledge, at least, are working very hard. So 
to, to solve that. So then the question is, <laughs> is that, does that become better or worse in the metaverse? Is, is the kind of the, the workplace belonging, I mean, within corporations, so, so within the corporate structure. So it's very interesting to think about what it can do for freelancers. So that, that, that's, that's, I never thought of that before. Well, yeah, but, and, and people working from home, like, um, yes. you know, the, the, um, the pandemic has showed us that um, many, it's still like corporations are very resistant at the moment, uh, but I, I do foresee a tide. So corporations mm. with this sort of middle management slash the office parody uh, mm. type of mm. thing, they, they still want to be over your head and looking at what you type and uh, making sure that, you know, you just have uh, uh, two bagels uh, during uh, lunchtime or something. Uh, but there is, um, there, is a, there is a move for people um, having home offices and... Um, I think this the, the, the amount of people having home offices is rising so fast that digital virtual offices in the metaverse are going to be very sexy. And the, the question there is, like, is this a good thing? And I I say no. I can see the need. I can foresee the. You know, I, I, yeah, I understand um, the the market gap in there. I I, I do think we need to um, we need to do more things and have more liberty in the meat space but the way it's handled right now is just um it's impractical uh for many people so having a virtual office was is, is actually going to, to be a good um a good way to to sort things and this is where like there is a bit of a clash of uh clash of capitalism versus socialism type of thing but it has a lot to do with how how much how, how ridiculous the the, um, the land owning and um, uh, real estate um, markets have been, uh, and um, essentially that is driving the, the change a lot. While it shouldn't be this way, and um, it should be cheaper to rent an office, and it should be cheaper to rent a, a flat, and it should be cheaper to own. Either uh, either of these things, but um, I think until the boomers are completely extinct, there's there's no way for this to happen. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's also interesting that you mentioned, uh, you know, real estate. I mean, that's that's something I definitely agree that our our generation. I mean, so I'm born in the '80s. Uh, I mean, we're we're strapped to real estate. That's in in in. Uh, maybe not in the offices so much in my experience, but definitely in the, you know, in, in our private, um, private. So, so, so yes, because that, that, that made me think of, I, when I read a very funny article that I can, um, what do you say? Uh, maybe we can put it in the show notes or, or any, any, any of you out there, you can Google, uh, a night out in the metaverse from, from vice that was written, I think last year. Mm. Quite, quite funny where they went so they, they try having a night out in the metaverse and turns out the radios go to the pub with the current tech but but anyway what one thing they mentioned there is uh one of the one of the kind of um players more independent players in the metaverse is that something called decentraland mm-hmm. uh and and, and it's um t- today i think it's a desktop but it's going to be you know a, a experience but today later it's going to be with a, with a with a headset probably um 
where, where you use their, they have their own currency, which of course is crypto, something called mana, I think. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and, and you can buy plots of land in the central land. So, so, um, and I think, uh, one, one standard plot of land was like something like 10,000 euros or something like that. So it's interesting yeah. to see that the kind of same, what do you say, market parameters, just like anywhere else in human history have yes, already. But you're going to have an infinite supply is the thing. So, um, as, as mm. the, the world's, uh, physical space is going to jump on fewer and fewer, fewer hands, um, that's they, finite. They will be loath to rent it to you <laughs> at some point. You know, they they wouldn't they would want the equivalent of you know a million dollars today mm. or something. And eventually your only recourse will be to live in a box and uh mm-hmm. you know put on a VR mask and just uh just go out uh in the in the virtual world because there's just no out in the in the yeah. physical world and then we are in a black mirror episode that- well yes yes yeah. like the, uh, <laughs> i do think this um in in the current state of things there's no way to be optimistic about this uh in in that regard um, so no, and, and then also like i mean you you being um i mean we both have interest in you know uh, this market economics and you know different what do you say theories about how, how societies work i started thinking about like who runs the metaverse who owns the metaverse or the metaverses because uh, i mean now i saw the other day that microsoft is coming out with this microsoft teams mesh is their equivalent of of uh, horizon work workspaces and you know considering the track record of all, all our you know favorite tech companies um with data mining or whatever, or, you know, mm-hmm. say intrusions into uh, data privacy, all of these things. And, you know, just not to mention the, you know, digital opiates kind of, you know, that certain exemplaries of the, the child formerly known as Facebook, now Meta, uh, attest to that, you know, we, we, we create, they purposely create addictive behavior. It's Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. But even, even the, like the, the, the concept of privacy is going to be very, very different. Uh, in in that new world as well, like and it's something that's going to be very hard to see. So imagine a very realistic uh, type of metaverse, right? Like a matrix-like uh, yeah. Caprica-like um, that type of you know very high fidelity uh, experience. So in in, uh, in how things work right now, um, so if it, when we still. Um, both lived in in London, for example. I would mm-hmm. I would send you a message on Facebook asking you whether you want to go for coffee or not, and you would respond on Facebook. So Facebook would have a pretty good idea, and they do have a good idea that we're going to be meeting like the, mm-hmm. the their bots. Essentially, if you uh, um, there was a time on Facebook, and they have they have removed the the interface because it's creepy, but. Um, there was this thing where if if you schedule the coffee with someone, let's say on Wednesday, 10 a.m., Facebook itself would prompt you to make a calendar event mm-hmm. in the Facebook Messenger right. interface. Okay. And this was a clear sign that, hey, hey, guys, we're listening what you're yeah. saying. And yeah, how do you know? You might benefit from having a calendar link for this. Oh. Jeez. And um, but they uh, removed that. You said they removed the interface, right. but I'm pretty sure they still know that we're meeting. 
the, just remove the option for us to uh, to see that they're listening, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so how, how do you think data privacy is going to be um, going to be different? Because because I'm, I'm I'm thinking here. So yeah, like it's basically going to be a. Sorry, we, te- we we text on we text on Facebook and then we go out to the meet space for mm-hmm. coffee and unless something intriguing happens and we have to Google something, um, we generally have our devices in our pockets and yeah. we have a nice time, drink a couple of pints and go back and uh, uh, and all that. But in the metaverse, like um, we will connect to to meet for coffee. And we know in a perfectly nice metaverse, it will be a very seamless experience where just we physically, like we virtually go, like we we tra- transform transform the-, the space. Like I don't know how uh-huh. this will work. Is it going to be the virtual London? Is it going to be um, you know a new thing? Like who knows? But essentially, we're we're going to carry out the entire conversation, the entire experience, the entire gesturing, our yeah. like our our pupil dilation is is going to be in the metaverse, which is like it, it's all there. Like I, I can see you leaning in to be interested in a conversation we have in the meat space where it's uh, it's more innocent, I, I would think. Uh, wow. All of these interactions are going to be at least recorded. The thing is, like, it's uh, the, the weirdest part about the metaverse and the whole uh, data collection type of situation in, in here is even if they don't know how to use data yet, they will still keep it for future. Mm-hmm. So even if someone cannot predict uh, your voting preferences from what you're saying on Facebook right now, they still will keep the logs and just feed them in yeah, when yes, they can. Case. Yeah, when we, yeah, yeah. So that and, is scary. And then, I mean, yeah, exactly. And and then, you know, yeah, the, the, so thinking also about, you know, this whole uh, kind of spiraling away from how this impact designers. We, we we can get back to that, but like, you know, if you imagine, you know, all the what do you say issues or or circumstances that come up with with Facebook, what do you say, political moderators and mm-hmm. determining what's what's fake news and what's real news. Um, I mean, from, from my, I mean, when I did research for this episode, it's like, from what I understand, they have pretty strict community rules again, that are, you know, rather ambiguous and, and a bit, you know, like, like, like they are usually, and you have to abide by them because if you don't, you, 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 I mean, if your account is shut down in the metaverse, it's like the universe is down. I mean, in the real world, I just close my laptop and okay, I don't use Facebook for a week or whatever. I've, I've never been shut off, but like, I, I, I can imagine that I could, I could live without it. But, uh, you know, so, so I, I, I see this, I see the Chinese credit score just, you know, around the corner in the metaverse, you know, yeah. the, the, the meta credit score. And that's another Black Mirror episode, if, you're, of course. if you've seen that one. Um, so what you're saying is, yeah, it's, it's not, uh, what do you say? Yeah, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. That's oh, sure. it's, it's very interesting. Like, I didn't, I didn't know where, so when, when we discussed this, I didn't know where you would be standing uh, about this. 
Um, but it looks like we're both very skeptical of the, of the experience, which is... I'm always, almost, always skeptical. <laughs> well, yes, like uh, not skeptical, but more pessimistic, I would say, about mm. the, the whole thing. Okay, so so let's let's have um let's have a turn about um design in the metaverse mm. uh, which is actually quite intriguing um uh, i can see how first of all like i can see <sighs> okay let me let me phrase it in in a way that's going to be easy um for a long time, especially if you're a freelancer, um, I have uh, I have seen how difficult it is to uh, to make things happen uh, in the world. So, um, like uh, I think eighty percent of upstart designers or more don't like they just design stuff that uh, they, they will never see the light of day. Essentially, um, you, you're making portfolio pieces that are never going to be made. Like if you're a packaging designer, you design a packaging for ice cream in school, uh, but it's never printed. It's never physically there, and. First of all, I think the metaverse is going to be amazing for all these architects and interior designers and landscape designers that they're still at school or they they don't they they're ha- they haven't had their big break yet, and you know they can decide uh, a futuristic pyramid. You know mm-hmm. these things that are like stupidly impossible and expensive to make. And if you if you don't if you're not making a casino, you never have this type of uh, budget in in this situation. Or uh, what, what, what's her name? The one that uh, Zaha Hadid, the, the the architect. If you know that, I'm was... not fa- I'm not familiar with ah, her. But uh, she, you, she she did uh she did many. If anyone googles her name, she did very kind of you know uh, mesh organic shaped uh, super kind of futuristic looking architecture. Anyway, anyway, sorry. No, no, no. Um, well, the thing is, like for for people making physical things. Uh, budget is such a constraint that you need to have established trust um, mm. in the world. Like somebody has to. So if you want to make a stadium, let's say, um, like um, like the the yeah like um, Olympic Games level of detail uh, and amazing stadium, you know, it's just massive. Well. You have to have a pretty good um, trust uh, in the in the community for for this to for this to happen. Yeah. But now, if you're virtual, um, if you're a virtual designer and just want to invest the the time and effort to to make something, you could make it for your local uh, under fifteen um um football club you can design a stadium in the virtual space which is going to be super amazing and um and it will essentially be free like your effort is is going to be worth something mm-hmm. but there, there is no budget constraint if you want um if you want to make um, a football stadium with um you know the carpet made of solid gold or something like you can do it it's just like it's going to be garish uh, but it's going to it's going to be very very mm. possible mm. so i'm very yeah, but it's interesting leveraging in kind of what do you say very kind of this what do you say big materialistic mm. things but i i i think 
Yeah, because you're right. I mean, making anything in the real world, someone almost have to take out. I mean, you have to build trust. And, and you know, even, you know, a startup needs investors. And if you want to make a fashion line, you need a, yeah, a, a investor. Book, a book even. Yeah, exactly. 4,000 copies just because. Sure. Yeah. 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 So, so, so that, that goes with, with everything, you know, that's a, but, but, but that also has to me, I think to get, cause, cause what's the utility of a golden pyramid in the, in the metaverse whilst a, a, a housing block, I mean, something even more humble, but a housing block in, in, in the real world, I mean, it's, that's huge utility, right? For, 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 for people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's in, in, in um, what, one of my kind of favorite quotes that I have in my head now, because I I've been, I've been teaching. So then I have it on one of my slides is that, uh, 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 design is creativity in the service of others, which I think is, you know, it's, it's a very, it's a nice kind of design is creativity in the service of others. I, I think that's a nice, maybe perhaps idealistic, but, but sometimes I, I like to, I like to be idealistic sometimes. Uh, so if you, if you come from that, uh, yeah, so it's, yeah, basically what's the utility of, I mean, it's fun, but it's like, it's, it, it always, it's always just borders this kind of entertainment or is this kind of, I don't know this, um, yeah, do, 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 do you see what I'm, what I'm getting at? Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, I do think that is going to be one amazing thing with the metaverse. Like, we are going to be making things, especially like right now. We don't um, even um, even um, how do you call it? Three um, D printer is is not prohibitively expensive. No, but essentially, it is. Like you know, you need a couple of thousand bucks mm. to 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 make you know ten centimeter uh, cubed yeah. um, type of things. So, um, but the the idea that you could make you could be making things and oh, man, you're a fashion you're a fashion designer by by education. Yeah, I used like, to be one. I used to be one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, uh, you you could design like it would be easier for you to make me um a pendant for example that i could be wearing in the virtual world um that you you wouldn't have to cast the metal or find the jeweler Mm. or whatever you just do the design and I, i do think this is a good thing so um it's it's the same with artificial reality artificial intelligence um designing i do think that the more easily we could we can apply our will to the world because that's that's designed for me as well hmm. as well to to change uh things so um, uh, but we could do even do the crazy things that um uh, uh that are just physically not possible in 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 the meat space I have been reading this fantasy book, um, the 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 Wheel of Time. Uh, it's ah, series. There's um, Jordan. Yes, um, and there is this bridge in this fantasy world, uh, which is uh, it's called the White Bridge, but it's made from uh, some type of magical crystal, and it's very intricate. And the description, the description in the book says like, if lace could be made of glass this would be it and you're like yes i i would love to see that and the thing you cannot make a bridge like that in in the well bridges are going to be relevant in the in the virtual world anyway uh possibly um yeah 
but it will be cool to just uh, to, to just let our creativity explode for a bit and and see. Um, could I have a coffee mug made of gummy bears? Probably I could. You know, all the, all this silly stuff that, um, that. Yeah, I mean, I and I and one part of my brain loves that this kind of unbound creativity, kind of because I going back to what you said. You know, I, I collect quotes and I, I collect things. So one one of my other favorite you, you, things. You find language, I, man. You find yeah. language. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so so do you. So, so so I mean, it says like what, what, one of my favorite from a, a uh, Swedish, I know, I think defunct esoteric society where, where they talk about uh, visio viris actio, which is uh, which is Latin for vision, will, and action. And I think that's so powerful to just like leverage that into design. Mm-hmm. That is like vision, will, and action. Going yeah. back to what you said uh, about vision. Yeah. So 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 lo- so love that stuff. That, that's one part of my brain. The other one is like right, but like the definition of, of or to me like having a mug made of gummy bears is not just looking at it. It would be, they would be squishy. Like it would be that they, they would, they would, how they feel against your, well, your, possibly, possibly your, your tongue. Yeah. But, but then, then we're talking, you know, to make that, that that's matrix. Right. And, and, and that's where I think this, this current, again, what the metaverse is today is just this. And that's why I said no one asked for it because it, it kind of, it always, it, it becomes this surface layer things because all the, the senses aren't there, even with clothes, right? I mean, the T-shirt you're wearing right now—it's not not just how it looks; it's also how it feels on your skin, how the mm-hmm. armhole is cut to accommodate for for your arm moving. It's it, it's everything. It's all these things, right? So so when with clothes, you know, more expensive, like a jacket, it's with how the pockets, how everything, you know, it's a lot of construction, it's a lot of a lot of little decisions that's been made there. But kind of in this implementation of the of the metaverse, at least, it's a bit like. It's just it's it's not there. Oh, and, of, course, and of course, of course, of course. There's 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 absolutely well, there's yes, a hundred percent. Like um, first of all, like the other senses uh, apart from the visual are not there. First of all, but we still can see how you know um, more well, more application is already happening at least in the visual in the visual field. So mm, yes. Like if if I had Facebook Horizon, which I will never own or buy or spend money on unless it's uh, unless there's no other way for me to do my job, <laughs> uh, because I, I'm saying this about. I Facebook thought you were going to say time. something else. Um, no, no, no. Well, I have to be pragmatic, right? I'm still on Facebook and on Instagram. Yeah, and me too. And it's just um, I'm sad that I have to do it, and I. I urge people to move, to move out of it a lot. Like I am one of the evangelists for telegram for communication right. and um, free social media, like decentralized. Um, well, we, we can talk about this at another time, but the, the idea is that if I had a virtual office um, in the, in the metaverse right now, I would love to have six, computer screens like mm. and you know a huge whiteboard like i would do it like um and the the technology for that is already there yes so so i mean the, the, this is where I, I agree with you and, and going back to what you said about the the the, the kind of what do you say the springboard is there for visual art, mm. visual art. That that's where it's at right now. And uh, maybe this is a funny segue because because um, I mean we almost couldn't have this conversation about bringing up NFTs, right? So I mean the other you know buzzword yeah. of the of, of this decade or whatever. We'll see because I see at least again doing the research that like the metaverse 
will be, could be, is uh, a kind of an intersection of crypto, Web3, which I'll, I can explain super quickly in a minute, and NFTs. Those are like three components of the, of the metaverse that are really. So Web3, just for any listeners that doesn't know what it is, is this, can, this kind of new iteration of the, of the web based mm-hmm. on like blockchain uh, technology uh, and, and kind of incorporating concepts such as decentralization and token-based e- economics, which leverages into uh, crypto, for the decentralized part and NFTs for the token-based economics. So that's this whole kind of stew of, of, of new kind of internet kind of, yeah, buzzword. And again, very early, uh, I, I have no idea where NFT, NFTs will go, kind of sky's the limit, right? But but today, yeah, it, yeah, but yeah. Yes. Do you think sky's uh, the limit for NFTs? Like, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I no, okay, let me, let me rephrase that. I, I think maybe sky's the limit for like token-based uh, economics together with however blockchain will okay, evolve or, or, I, can or see, we... I, I can see that I can see that but I do yeah. see a very hard limit on um, on the, the current iterations of things both in uh, both in uh, lots of the cryptocurrency and the blockchain and uh, the the NFTs um, uh, art market uh, as it exists mm. right now I was having this conversation with, with a friend. Essentially, oh. it's uh, it's amazing. It's amazing for people who mint, mm. but it's. Do you want to explain that super quickly to to, to any listeners that might? Yeah. Know. So NFTs NFTs are a way to sell um, uh, in a very uh, organized way original original information, which can include uh, digital art, and I think most of the market right now is in digital yeah. art. Um, but you don't own a copy. You you own the the instance of of uh, that art. Essentially, its essence. Um, in in some sense, uh, the thing about um, people have starting buying these things, and because there's um, a pedigree of the art piece in the. Um, uh, like if if I sell it to you and you sell it to someone else and you sell it to someone else, you can yeah. still uh, trace, trace it. it back to the original creator. Um, essentially, what what is happening is um, it works like the um, the fine arts market. Essentially, uh, when you sell it, you sell it for a markup, and you make some money because it um, because it's unique and um, it's it's. Uh, its value can rise, which is true-ish, but the thing is, like, it doesn't work after a certain iteration. So um, there's, there's, in, in my head, there's, there's two ways to make money in uh, long term in in the NFT space, and the first is if you're such an amazing curator or art critic that you can see somebody. You can spot the next Picasso, buy buy a piece for twenty pounds and just sell it for a profit, right? So you you have to be really good at establishing permanent value of a certain art piece. That's that's one. Mm. But second is if you're an influencer. So if you're an influencer, um, you can essentially. Uh, sell something to someone for a profit. Like I have this notebook and it's worth a pound, but if I sell it to you, if I'm an influencer, I can sell it to you for five and I can make a profit. 
The challenge is, unless you will be finding a market uh, for my, because the only way for you to sell it is for you to be an influencer or just to be relying on my influence. So you can say, this is Dimi's notebook and I'm selling it to you for 10 pounds. Like that's the only way for you to make a profit. Uh, if you're just an average guy, it doesn't work. It's it's like, I don't remember who the, the artist was that had um, yeah, took, sold his um, feces in, in a tin. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. the cla- Oh, yeah. Isn't it some Italian guy? Yeah. It's, uh, you know, they always bring it up in art. Yeah. Like it's, it's, a modernist, modern. it's, a, it's a modernist yeah. um, uh, thing, right? Or the Marcel Duchamp, like in uh, mm. the um, fountain. Ready made, uh, mm. what they call ready made uh, art yep. pieces. The thing is, he can get away with it because he was the 20th century idea of an influencer. Essentially, um, you just convince people that this is worth something. Um, if I do it, nobody will. Nobody's going to buy my turd in a tin. You have to be. You have to be well connected yeah. in the art world so that the art critics say that this is worth. This shit is worth. Yeah. A million pounds and this is the only way to make it and it's the same with nfts like um lots of people who find success um um knowingly or unknowingly capitalize on their influence and not on their art yeah i mean you, you bring up something quite interesting there with the, with the nft world so so to my humble humble understanding it's already begun to organize itself in this kind of you know what do you you could almost call first to market advantage i mean you you, you were first and 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 that's it you know it, it's very the, the most kind of what do you say visually enticing beautiful nft art is not the art that sells for millions of, of dollars or exactly, whatever exactly the, the so. nft art that sells for millions of dollars is jack dorsey's first tweet as like a screenshot slapped with an that's minted and and now it's an nft so someone has jack dorsey's first tweet as a concept or whatever and it's like um yeah so, so that's kind of you know yeah, what, what else is new? <laughs> We're going to organize ourselves in, into hierarchies. But, and that's the interesting thing that some kind of, what do you say, NFT evangelists, maybe you can call them, mm-hmm. are, are this kind of, you know, hallelujah of the, you know, decentralized technology and it's all going to be completely democratic and it's all going to be, you know, lovey-dovey. Uh, and I, I have a, th- that I'm not seeing. Uh, <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing. So so I do think that the at, at least the... Um, the uh, to, to go back into the metaverse, I think the mm. metaverse part of Web three is actually it's it's trying to make a point. Like there is a value statement attached to all this. Like Zuckerberg is saying, how cool would it be to have a pool in your office? Okay, so that that is a value statement. Like, mm. um, so you can you can decide whether this is this is valuable for you or not. The 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 other one is more of an influence uh, type of uh, market essentially, which mm. is which is different. So I do I do see a separation between, between right, the, but that's that's kind of kind of interesting and depressing, you know, because like going back to that statement, how cool would it be to have a pool in your office? Well, it's like. Yeah, just the fact that it just isn't a pool. Like I don't get wet. I don't have any sensation of what a pool actually is. It's like having a postcard with a pool on my real meet meet space office. That that's yes, but my, okay, okay. But I was I was old enough. I was old enough um, to 
to see Windows Windows um, 95 uh, come up with mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, desktop backgrounds, uh, wallpapers, mm-hmm. like uh, wallpaper backgrounds. And you could have, you know, a, a beach on your yeah. uh, computer desktop rather than uh, just a boring blue, uh, uh, boring blue background. And to be honest, was this an improvement of my on my life? I would say yes, it was. It mm-hmm. wasn't. It wasn't. Well, one would say in 1995. Well, it's not really a beach. Yes, it's not a beach, but it is still a slight improvement over. Um, over. Uh, True. Yeah. Over yeah. I, I. I essentially agree. It's just no one pretended that it was a beach. No, no one was telling yes, you yes, now you yes. can have a beach on your computer. Mad Mark Zaki Zak is saying you know the, the the portrayal of this whole thing uh, exactly is that it, it, it's that you can have you, you i mean you can have a beach but it's, it's a picture so it's, it's this kind of well my, my problem with a lot of this is that it's this kind of surface layer um of you know mm. yeah it's just it's surface layer for so like, because again it's visual and and that's fine and that's cool I, lo- I love visual art it's just don't try to say that a picture of a beach is a beach because yeah i don't know it's oh uh, yes okay I mean, okay I mean i understand why he does it but yeah that that's very interesting like i think i think a lot of a, a lot of woes with uh with um this metaverse type of thing is for a um a cultural coordinated um approach to say okay this is this is definitely not uh a replacement for the real thing like this is mm-hmm. just this is this is an evolution of our Windows desktop or our Mac um, interface. Like it's a, it's an interface. Like if yeah. we yeah. if we if we keep referring it to as a, as an interface, um, and just remember that this is just a way to handle our computers in a more appealing way. Yeah, I, I, I guess it's maybe the 30 years of, you know, sci-fi writing that just, you know, and, and the fact that we're branding it as the metaverse, maybe mm-hmm. we should brand this as the meta interface or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, uh, because yeah, if, yeah then it would, feel, it would feel more honest in a way, like well, what it actually is today. And again, that's, again, going back to what I said in the absolute start of this conversation, what it is today, the meta interface, and then, which is one thing, and uh, it has problems because the graphic is, is ugly and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then what it is tomorrow, <laughs> when, when it's not the interface anymore, when it is, when it is the matrix, then that's another problem, uh, but it's still a problem. So, so uh, that hence my skepticism, but, but let me, let me ask you. Um, so again, like designers, NFTs, all these things. So are, I, I was aware of that last year, Nike bought, uh, kind of a prominent NFT studio called Artifact um, in, in order to be able to basically, you know, you guessed it, make NFT sneakers that you can buy and wear in a metaverse. Do, what do you think? Is this for design? Is this good? Like, so, so I, I think also um, I read about like kind of, again, the next going back to fashion here, the, the next generation clothing designers will be like, essentially 3d i mean you, you'd make for avatars you, you there, there will be a need for a metaverse fashion <laughs> garment designer what, what, what do you think about these things is it uh well I, again as a, as i said i think i think especially especially for creative people that uh, non um uh like in, in the very first step of their careers 
um, it's going to be very important. And it's going to shake. It's going to shake uh, a lot of things in the world. Um, will it be? Well, the, the the direction of this can go depends on the rest of the universe. Like, um, however we feel about postmodernism and um, neo romanticism and, and all that, but uh, I don't I don't see a challenge with it specifically. Like, I would love to see how uh, if you're a designer, a fashion designer, for example, you can actually style yourself as you want without the the physical constraints of budgets and things like that. And mm. there will be a bigger opportunity for people to, um, to stand out while they, um, as they haven't mm. been in the same way that digital art um, help people stand out that they wouldn't stand out in, you know, the, the art gallery um, because it was a closed influencer based system. Essentially. Mm. So you get out yeah. of them, um, you get out of the jurisdiction of the gatekeepers, which are now like in fashion, the fashion brands. Essentially, this it's really hard yeah. to yeah um, to to make a dent in everything else. Um, so it could be an opportunity. I do see this. Um, I do I do see this like in a, in a very real way. Yeah, because you could imagine stuff like you know. So again, going there, there's there's going to be ads. We all know that there's going to be ads. What are they going to look like? Are we going to talk about like billboards, outdoor advertising in the metaverse or, uh, how, or how are, yeah. So, I mean, and there will be graphic designers working for advertising companies in the, in the metaverse. And maybe, you know, that's an enticing thought. Like, like you said, maybe for juniors and associates, you start out with metaverse because there is less risk and cost involved. And then you, <laughs> then you level up and, and oh, now I get to design for the real world. Thank you, master. Uh, or something like that. Well, that's that's a very interesting, uh, very interesting question. I think I do think that ads, um, ads are not uh, evolutionary viable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, okay, so uh, because because humans are um, evolving all the time. Um, slowly, but yes. <laughs> slowly, yes, but. Um, um, the thing is, like we learn, we we we, we thrive in adaptive behavior, right? So um, we train ourselves to ignore ads. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, I mean. So in in the beginning, advertising is really good. Like if you just see a piece of paper that says, like, "This is the cure for." Um, hair loss and mm. essentially it's cocaine but you know it's, uh, it's the 1850s or something Trust me. Um, it's the 1850s or something so you just uh, you, you're like okay if if it if someone uh, if someone um, invested enough resources to print it then therefore it must be true because printing mm. is very expensive you know the, the, like the, sure. yeah. the written word had this mm. Um, had this effect on people like my grandmother believed newspapers more than anything else because mm-hmm. like right. um, if somebody would bother to print it like it, it must be true uh, but the later generations started growing all of this and you know um, uh, pop-up ads or leaflets or in, uh, intrusive advertising is going to try to be more intrusive because there's no other way uh, to go about it and people will go out of their way to in, to include yes mechanisms to block ads 
Like it's 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 an uh, and even when even if when you cannot block them, you ignore them, and yeah, yeah. eventually what happens is there is now a good chunk of people who are actively like as a matter of principle um, uh, um, boycotting uh, spammy mm. companies like I, yeah, I mean you're, for- you're right you're right uh, I mean eye, eye tracking studies show you know people ignore uh, banners ads you know we can we have, we have seen it we can scientifically prove that that users ignore ignore advertising it's just the problem that the the the, the companies the, the companies in quotes here keep mm-hmm. keep making ads and keep paying designers to make them so so, is- so, so so that's an interesting thing uh and so that's part one part two is that as you said as we keep evolving ads keep evolving so you know uh influencer marketing but uh, they, 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 they they don't they don't do a better job no, they just no, they... adapt to our behaviors, which is yeah. different. So mm-hmm. the, the, um, the push for advertisers is not for their ads to be successful. It's for their ads to be intrusive. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, it's interesting. Like, yes, you may be... How can I, the, everybody, the... everybody goes to the creative person or goes to the creative technician or goes to Zuckerberg or whatever, and they're the the advertisers, the true advertisers, which are boomers, by the way, they're not millennial people. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it, it is important. Mm-hmm. They're like, how can I make sure that these people see my um, uh, gadget ad, like my my, mm-hmm. my finger trainer for the guitar or something? How can I make sure they see it? I've, I, I, I don't care if they click. How can I make sure? Because like there is this myth of the uh, the old sales method that you know if you spam a million people, you will get some real some results. The thing is like the um, the the market makes it more difficult to like now it's not important that you reach a million people. Because the, your conversion rate, like conversion rates, drop every year, and that's the thing. Yes, yes, yeah, and, and, and that's you know. So, so I, it, it, could it be so? And again, this is uh, probably an episode in itself. Why advertising doesn't work, or whatever. Yeah, that's <laughs> let us know if that's an episode you want. If you're interested in any all, all the ones out there, but so like you're saying, the measure of success by an ad is no longer conversion and sales, but isn't it all more this kind of ethereal brand awareness? Kind of, kind of thing like, yeah, like because, because we're, they, we're, 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 really we're taking cannot, up, sorry. Yeah, because they, they really cannot justify that, you know, your conversion rate of 3% is now extremely successful. Mm, yeah, yeah. Whilst in 50, 40 years ago, that would be a complete failure. Yes, absolutely. But so just, just going back to the, you know, again, because this is so interesting, it could be a, a episode oh, yeah, yeah, in, in, in itself. So, so if we go back to, you know, Regardless of if, if the ads work or not, I mean they they're they're still produced. That 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 we can we, we see right. I mean they're just still you know ads all over the place in on, on YouTube and on TikTok and you know they like you said they adapt to our our behavior. So you know uh, maybe you know in a few years there will be less Facebook or you know maybe or, or depending on how the metaverse goes right. Mm-hmm. But just just that thought of of. Uh, 
ads in the metaverse is, is kind of a, a little bit mind-boggling. No, I, I do think I do think it's a vestigial thing. And when boomers die, uh, they, they will take advertising with them. Like um, when boomers die, it's not another episode. <laughs> ah, well, um, we're still far away from it, but uh, yeah, like I do think they will take advertising with them. Like this, um, like the, the traditional intrusive type of advertising. Like mm. I think we have evolved as a as a. It, it, it's it's like TV, like Greeks, uh, Greek is an Asian population, um, mm. and many Greeks watch TV. And to 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 tell you something that I experienced last year, spending spending lots of time in Greece, um, there is no website um, to be informed about. Uh, there's no government website to be informed about COVID regulation, like state COVID regulations, at all. Okay. You you have to rely on the news telling you what the what the regulations are for each week, and everybody's fine. Everybody's even people our age are fine with it because they're like, okay, yeah, I'll turn on the TV and be informed. No, like nobody nobody else um, cares, hmm. and and people in our generation don't turn on the TV anyway. But they still like it manages to disperse. But for me, because I was used to the UK, where I would go on the government's website and I would see the list of things I should yeah. be doing for COVID at any yeah. any measure in time, because it's the law, right? Like it's, uh, that's the whole point of it. But it has to do with the um, the dependency of an aging population. Um, and an out of fashion media like um medium uh, so i do yeah. think like advertising as a thing is going to be extinct with similar to to all these things and we will have a different way like we replace tv with streaming uh, we replace radio with podcasts but 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 just just with streaming haven't you heard though that uh, netflix and disney are probably introducing ads in the even though you're subscriber so they're they're uh, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah yes because that's okay that's their problem that's a way for them to rem- be, be, because people are trying to capitalize on old models do, do you know what i mean mm. like okay it's so, a new yes, medium with an old uh, old world uh what do you say um monetization structure yes, because because the money is uh, this is this is where it gets very interesting right um every time youtube makes changes uh, about monetization about what is that and what is this and how the algorithm works as people especially successful youtubers um they they have a fit of how like oh Mm. uh, youtube is ruining my livelihood grammars as well so the 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 thing is like yeah but you, youtube has this revenue um type of thing and monetization yeah. uh that that's, people that's actually stuff, feel yeah. people actually feel entitled to a livelihood from youtube and I, I even though i hate google i don't agree with this at all like we're doing this podcast and it's up to us um, to see if somehow we, you, you know, this benefits us in, in some way. But if something changes in Spotify or um, other the other um, uh, channels we, we we host our podcast on, like I would never say 
how dare they like I'm losing my living because I, I don't feel entitled to this mm. like I, I'm yeah. um the, the point is having the if you're making content and you you just want to sustain a certain a certain population so that they don't lose their jobs like that's wrong like um industry shouldn't shouldn't worry about that i I, i'm saying states should worry about that which is a is a different thing uh but you don't sustain an industry just to to, for people to have jobs but disney is doing that because it is an old organization yes exactly the disney you know it's not a tech company so so that's why i I think also but it's uh, i don't i'm not i'm not sure now if i'm mixing it up i'm not sure netflix is i i disney and someone else and someone else was was uh, so so we'll we'll see but it's 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 an interesting differentiation which companies are doing it because some a lot of some streaming services or maybe when i think with maybe all of them actually started as not tech native companies not hbo netflix started with dvds you're you're right they're all kind of old world corporations in a way that are yes, right and, now and, 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 and more and more than this like it's a it's an old world ah god i'm going to um to make this so complicated but i do think <laughs> um there is, is another episode uh, it's um it's for me it's a socialist thing mm-hmm. that i don't think that uh, growth based inflationary politics are good so i don't think um uh, growth is an overwhelmingly um uh, like uh good uh mechanism to to sustain an economy i'm more conservative in in that way that i would rather we had less growth and less likelihood of bubbles than uh just netflix is just try to shove as much money uh, in the engine as as it can just to to make a million things uh, from from which one thing will make them a billion dollars and that's that's the way if we grow enough like we will uh we will find the next pocket of sustainability and we will keep surviving but this yeah, is yeah, like, I feel like their 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 profit, what do you say, <laughs> structure now is just like throwing things at a wall and see what sticks because they're producing so much. So, so I, I agree with that. But I think this is you know I love this stuff. <laughs> this is probably oh, yeah. you know I I, I want to you know we we could definitely talk about you know uh, you know the future of market economy and 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 and, and this stuff uh, and and how you know and how would that work in the metaverse? Uh, so so <laughs> to to go to okay to to reel it back into to a topic at hand then. I do think that um, this model is not going to survive long enough so that it gets in the proper metaverse. Mm-hmm. Okay, ads will be gone by the time we're you know in in there for real. Intrusive ads, yeah. Mm-hmm. People will be valuing um, meaningful experiences and content and uh, all that more. Right. I, I hope so. I, I just have a I just have a bad feel about this only influencer marketing thing. But uh, we'll. No, and, and, and I no. do think it's actually going to reduce advertising in the physical space as well, which is also mm-hmm. going to be nice. So, so for example, mm-hmm. like um, I've lived in London. Uh, if the metaverse was r- real right now, like a good metaverse was was really powerful, we wouldn't have an M M&M and M store 
in Leicester Square, like a huge building um, dedicated to M&Ms in, in uh, a big city. Like there, there would be no point for it. It would be because essentially what you're doing there is you're just having a branded experience and you're just buying M&Ms, like, which you can buy at your off-license or supermarket. So you, there, there is no need for a specific product out of that. So it would be the, a prime candidate to to just drop in the meat space altogether and just put in. It's the type of thing that you would expect in a branded um, metaverse uh, experience. I think. Yeah, that's interesting because, you know, yeah, like that's maybe precisely the thing you should build in the metaverse, like a crazy M&M store that could be even crazier and even more, you know, M&M in the, in the metaverse than what, what it would make sense to, you know, jam it into the meat, shoehorn it into the meat space. Yes, instead of, um, instead of dressing, you could have the real M&M mascots instead of dressing right? uh, some sad people with a costume, <laughs> uh, you know, oh, God. minimum wage. But, but, but that's the thing, like... Yeah. Um, did anybody grow up wanting to be an Eminem uh, mascot uh, in in Leicester Square? I don't think so. Like it's it, it, like um, so so eventually, like it, it is going to it, it is going to take these clunky, ugly experiences mm-hmm, mm-hmm. out of the thing. Oh, it, it would also be amazing for street artists and like i'm i'm just i'm i'm fi- uh, my mind is virtual yeah, yeah. right now uh uh so i'm just walking around Leicester square in, in my head but um street artists like don't have to occupy a, a physical square you can um you can have your friends and family and whoever is interested come into your venue and listen to you performing your beatbox or whatever it's just um uh, there are going to be a lot of, um, I think, especially, especially, the, the, okay, I'm not saying it is going to happen this way, but there is a good opportunity to make them the physical space more meaningful by taking our branded experiences mm. in the metaverse and just have a, um, have a, um, meat space um, in a more uh, rounded. Yeah, um, yeah. Am I am I, am I getting you at? Uh, let's make the stuff that really works. You know, the visual stuff that really, really works best in metaverse. Let, let let's put them there, and mm-hmm. the stuff that actually works in the meat space. Let's have them there. Like they, yes, they, they, yes. they, they have like each except, their, their own. Yes, channel. Inst- instead of having a virtual mm-hmm. coffee shop. Um, like you, you will have these, but yeah. instead of the place being filled with virtual coffee shops, let's let's take all the ugly stuff from the meat space and just put the uh, put the, the great coffee uh, uh, in in the in the in the meat space. You know, it's just mm. um, yeah, that's an enticing thought. That yeah, because I mean, you can't drink coffee in the metaverse yet. I mean, there's no. I mean, maybe you can hold a mug, but like yes, and make there's no liquid going in a capsule coffee like uh, mm. uh, from your coffee machine at home. It's just like uh, yeah, but I do think like there is there is an opportunity to rid our world mm. and mm. and to to make these spaces for all these pretentious people um, that think <laughs> that just because they have a, a billion dollars they should have uh, a, an intrusive. M&M store 
in yeah. my city. And yeah, I, I like do that. find that's, it that's... intrusive. And I do think it's just like there's no real need for it. It's just because someone someone mm-hmm. has a billion dollars mm-hmm. and they, they want Yeah, to. but that's uh, that's a little bit optimistic. I like that. That that made me feel a bit better. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's nice. Thank thank you for introducing I never thought of that. So that's cool. But I, I want to ask you though, because we again we, we talk about corporations and, and these things, you know, the market economy and stuff. What well, if we go back to the fact that Nike bought an NFT studio, how how do you think again maybe you can apply some context here or perspective like what do you think about yeah, that i mean corporations producing stuff like nfts for the for the, do you see that or like what what, what do you thought is that a is that a good opportunity for designers or are they just going to put it on you know going back to our very first episode are they going to put this on a bangladeshi nft farm where underpaid of course, third world of course this, no 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 essentially no what they're going to be doing is is um uh is just uh using some design influences to influence some design it's, it's, it's all that's going to happen like the nft is a is a 100% influence based economy mm. um and it's very transparent about it. like there's, there's no real value there's no real thing it's just the the idea of owning an idea it's just like point it's 100% pointless and um worthless yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think yes, in a, in, a, in a big regard. But I, I, I might have this wrong. But I, I believe there's also like you can, like you can apply token-based economies to, to things like you know. So in Assassin's Creed or any game, I mean, you can buy gear, right? So you can buy you know gear to to pimp up your your character. So this. So why why be, does this? You can already do this. Why does this have to be unique? No, but I mean, I mean, so, so yes, the, the, obviously, or at least I think that there, there will be, corporations will see a, a, an opportunity. Oh, wow. Okay. There's a new universe. We can also sell shoes there as well. I mean, but as NFTs, just gear that you put on your avatar. Yes. You know. Yes. But the, the, the idea is the idea with NFTs is that they're not fungible. Essentially they're, they're, they're unique. Right, so you make a yeah, 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 but you, something like that. So um, I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll guess that they'll make uh, hundred version nuances of purple, then or whatever. I mean, they're <laughs> and they're all unique. Uh, well, yes, know. but but in, in in you know in the 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 question about that, even if even even if you make limited runs, essentially you're selling clout. Mm-hmm. But the the other things the other things are going to have. Uh, a, um, a value the the nftness of something is the fact that uh, you just own the pleasure of owning the original one and this is a cloud-based mm-hmm. thing so they're not going to buy uh they're, they're just going to hire amazing designers not amazing design amazing <laughs> known <influencing>, designers <laughs> amazingly influencing designers yeah, yeah. influential stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's just an uh, opportunity for them to shake hands. With, uh, True. Uh, but so, so do you see this though? The, will there be a, a you know a, a digital product economy of, of you know physical products like shoes or whatever sneaker culture? You know, will will brands like Nike or Adidas or Puma or whatever Reebok will will they take a you know will do we see a yes a hundred percent? And I do. Do you want to to hear my dystopian take on this? Always, always. I think, I think, uh, especially for fashion brands, the physical, the the price of the digital is going to be equal to the price of the physical. Mm. So if you mm-hmm. like uh, the the 
the shoes are going to cost the same if you buy them in the virtual world and oh. in the physical world. I don't think the inherent worth of a shoe is going to be uh, influencing the. Um, the I mean, I, I guess so. You're like from their perspective, you're you're already used to to purchasing for this price, right? So why a hundred percent? That's that's mm. that's the idea. Mm. So. Um, Basically, what they've done is like by reducing costs more and more and more and more, the um, the brands have essentially just transposed the value. Uh, like in in a product, they have they have shifted the percentage of the value which is brand and the percentage of value which is uh, worth. Um, mm. Physical, the physical processes that develop the the yeah. because. Um, Back in the day, like when Nike started, it was it was a good shoe, you know. Like it would give you some physical benefit and utility and stuff. Yeah, like <laughs> utility and stuff, and more than that, like it, it was more expensive than the others. Not because uh, cool people owned Nike; it was because you could have an advantage in tennis or whatever if you're mm, mm. if you're wearing these. And I like I do remember the generation where and it's still kind of true with nike um that you could sense like on the basketball court whether today you were wearing your nikes or whether you mm. were wearing the off-brand equivalent like there was still um in sports equipment there's still this uh kind of value-based uh yeah cra- cra- crazy thought there so mm-hmm. In, in sense, what well, that is going back to your, you know, you have a tennis advantage if you wear Nikes. That's essentially augmenting your body. I mean, you're, you're, could there be, you know, let's say if you buy Nike Nikes in the metaverse, this as this specific NFT Nike pair of sneakers, you can be jump 20% or you have, you, you can switch on low gravity if you ever yes. played like Unreal uh, or Quake. That or is, yes. uh, I, do think, I do think that this is going to be a challenging concept. However, uh, like in 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 tech terms, like this would have to be in accordance with the owner of the space, like whoever sets the the laws of physics for that space, right? So the laws of physics are going to have to say that when you're wearing a Nike, you jump three times higher, right? Uh, so that's also it, ultimately it's a creative decision you can just choose to uh you can just choose to pay to do it but i do expect that event like it's going to be very easy for people to make their own spaces with their own mm. nike equivalents so that you can still live the experience without the branded product yeah i mean that's the that's the other thing i wanted to ask you about so i, I again going back to where we started with this vertical kind of you know the, the, essentially it's the career of any designer you, you can be you can be a freelance or you can work in corporations uh so for the first part like i i think that's an ample opportunity like you said you could actually launch a fashion line which you kind of you i mean you can try it today i mean i i would i would advise you against it in the real world because it's extremely challenging and basically we have this done oligopole of you know, your Gucci and your whatever that everybody wants and no one else wants anything else, unfortunately. Um, so, so that, so that's the one, the one part that like for, for freelancing designers, I think there could be very now, and I have to talk, talk to you. I think there could be potentially some interesting 
you know, opportunities there in, in, in the metaverse of, of selling digital products, not only NFTs, but just like digital consumables or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, endlessly replicated. That, that's the one for, for freelancers and stuff. So I'm thinking back to the, to the, um, to the, we say higher designers making digital products mm-hmm. based on a physical product or whatever, like, I don't know, H&M t-shirts in the, in the metaverse or Nike sneakers in the metaverse. Uh, do you think was it reasonable to, expect that it will 2x the market in, no, in terms of, no, no, of, of higher position because, no, because i i think there's um all the design involved in the physical space right now involves some conceptualizing and some design in a virtual space anyway like when you're making a shoe like mm-hmm. when when nike makes a shoe nike it's, has a 3d model of the shoe yeah. already there's 3D design involved, so you can yes, yes, uh, and, uh, and in physical, yeah. in 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 uh, graphics design, there's the graphics part, there's the mm. Adobe Illustrator right. um, thing. Like I don't, I don't think exporting to the metaverse is going to be so challenging. That is essentially going to be uh, that. Well, the, what will be is a is a um, uh, a small uh, new cabal of uh of a new of a new discipline it's going to be like a ux on steroids essentially like a exper- mm. experiential designers that are going to be uh doing the crazy stuff because like even ar- architects right now they might have wild dreams um but they're still their education is coming from the real world when where bricks are yeah. heavy and glasses uh light um so there will be a certain type of designer who is educated or um or very experienced with um designing for a world without physical limitations mm. but other than that like it's it's going to be it's, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's a different trend. mode of thinking right i mean technically you could use the same model but on the other hand what goes into making a real shoe with all, like you said, it's, it's limitations and the, you know, all the little paddings and all the little things you need to make it work, you know, in in the metaverse that that's not needed. I mean, and, 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 you know, probably you want to enhance things and make things a little bit bigger or exaggerate shapes and so stuff. So, so I'm wondering if, if, you know, not necessarily two X because, you know, if you would just look at it, we have one universe now and soon we will have two. So therefore there should be doubled. Maybe, maybe it won't be doubled, but, there's probably an emergence of a new role, some form of yes, but I don't you know, see I metaverse don't designer. These, I don't see these um, uh, metaverse-only people being more than five percent of the mm. of the um, the design space. There will be a few thousand people in the world that do this, and, and that's that's going. Do to you, be- as a as a more more uh, socialist leaning person? Do you think they will be more or less paid than the 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 us? Are they going to be know, more paid? But but that's just going to be because it's a trend, um, mm. and we will be infatuated with it for a while. It's like, uh, it's it's going to be like frozen yogurt, right? So frozen <laughs> yogurt was uh, yeah. better paid for a while than ice cream. But in the long run, like it, it just irons itself out, and ice cream is still here; it's not dead. And frozen yogurt is, is 
you know a niche type of thing that you can still find if you if you, if you want to to look for it very well but right yeah. so so you foresee something like a honeymoon phase like an, a phase of in, in, in infatuation where yes and eventually yes and eventually eventually what will happen is the the school curriculums and education opportunities are going to be involving the idea of designing for the virtual space as much as as that because right now you have to, like when when you're designing um houses you have to cram um you know um design the the physical space design limits in the education um in five years you will tell people you know what we're going to learn building with bricks uh today and we're going to to learn to to build with fluffy um teddy bears uh, next mm-hmm. semester that that's uh that is something that's going to, to happen yeah it's uh interesting times ahead time time will tell i guess oh 100 uh yeah like I, I, again like as a as a civilian i'm very concerned as a designer i do see a mm. lot of great opportunities and yeah um as a civilian i uh, i as a civic minded person i would love to see that scenario where as i said like we 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 separate the virtual from the physical space and we we keep the important things in the mid space now we, um, we put the trivial stuff on the on the digital yeah yeah i think that's a very enticing thought that like let the metaverse do its best you know what, what you know the, amplify what we do absolute best or what it can do best and let the meat space be yeah with all its limitations but also all the things that it has to be yeah work has, go, has going for it so to say that we can't do in the metaverse yet but yeah i i also find it a bit struggling to have the, the two thoughts at the same time it's one one pessimist one optimist kind of like as a, as a designer or as a on, on and on a societal level so because i mean I, I could see already now if anyone is out there how, how you want to future proof your career as a designer mm-hmm. uh, getting into vr is you know and, and 3d that, that's essentially what it is those are the two you know huge kind of emerging skills that i see around just looking around the internet I, and <sighs> platforms if, if you want to be in you know okay that's an infatuation phase absolutely but that there's a super low supply and a very high demand proportionally for for companies requesting those skills then five years we'll see yeah yeah i i agree um but yeah a- a- anything that uh, future proofing is precisely the opposite i think is like reducing the opportunity of things surpassing you uh because they're fads or because um uh, because all that like i've seen this in person when um when i was applying for um uni in in greece like the, there was a huge uh shortage of uh, elementary school teachers at the mm-hmm. uh, at the country so everybody everybody and, and their friends like uh they were like oh you need you need to apply for um school teacher positions uh unis like uh um because that's the that's that's where the, um, the okay that's where the opportunities are oh. and four years later when these people graduated the market was was not that way anymore uh so like it is good points future proofing is essentially learning to live in such a way that you can be doing virtual reality today 
and you can be adapt adaptable tomorrow like that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the key word. Uh, yeah, the true future proof, I guess, if you would distinguish those, is being adaptable. So that's that's right. And some design principles never, you know, go out of style. You know, uh, proportions and and stuff, uh, typography, but and, and that's needed in 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 VR and in all the metaverse uh, instances as well. So so uh, yeah, you can't skip. What do you say? All the basics and just go straight to you know, whatever, virtual or Oculus-driven design yeah, tool. The, the, the idea of the um, single position career is dead. There's, mm. there's absolutely no way for us to get hired and get retired from the same... Uh, <laughs> the same mm -hmm. position that's true that's true i i also read a study that typically millennials have the 10 to 12 jobs over the course of a lifetime and our parents had like four or three yeah. maybe so that's that's super big and probably an episode in itself um but but yeah i mean i feel a little bit more optimistic now i, I was okay. only pessimistic when i went into this so I, that's uh that, that's really that, that was really surprising and fun how how do you feel uh, well, yes, I don't know. Like uh, talking about the design aspects of it was just, I don't know if it's a distraction or, um, you know, just uh, trying to see the good bits in there. Uh, I'm still very pessimistic about, about it. Um, I, I have good ideas of how it should work, um, but it ultimately is up to everything else in our cultural wars type of um, situation right now that uh, will decide the fate of the metaverse. Um, so, yeah. Culture well, wars think... will decide the fate of the metaverse. That's that's some very nice uh, rounding of words there. Yes, very nice. I, I, should, I should put this in a, in a t-shirt. Um, yeah. yeah, I think, I think this is a good uh, point to, to stop and uh, mm. hint um, to the culture wars and imperium um that we're mm. going to be talking about in, in the next few episodes so um, thank you for being here everyone thank you for listening to our conversation yeah thanks thank you for being parts of our minds being kind of exposed and you know I'm, I'm, it's a lot of kind of uh what do you say thinking and speaking at the same time on my end but but uh, i i had a lot of fun and uh yeah i feel a bit more optimistic so hopefully you had the same and yeah we'll, we'll be talking about empires uh, in the broadest sense of the world uh, or of the word i mean in the upcoming series so if you if you're interested in that hopefully you'll stick around and we'll see you see you in the, the next episode yes and please if, if you know anyone who would uh, enjoy the design alchemy podcast make sure you recommend them and uh, please uh subscribe to the podcast so thank you everyone have a good day likewise take care bye, bye.